I would say if the authorities didn't want us involved in the public square, they ought not to have crucified Jesus in the public square. Use humanistic principles. Well, I would say the Dan, same idea. Yeah, I would say same that. End. I would say, what's the problem with stardust bumping into stardust? In the in the cosmic picture, no, there's no problem. In the okay. cosmic picture, it won't matter. No, Mr. President, you are not protecting reproductive freedom. You are authorizing the destruction of freedom for one million little human beings every year. I'm sorry, my friends, but I am tired of seeing Jesus presented as a weak beggar. He is a powerful savior, and the gospel is not a suggestion, it is a command. Reverend Mola, don't you sympathize with that? I sympathize with every single human heart wishing to know the one true and living God, but I believe there's only one way that that can happen through Jesus Christ, and the gospel is about repenting of sin, not celebrating it. adventure. We will explore the spiritual abyss. You have not experienced this before. You're gonna love it. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. Get us at apologiastudios.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A studios.com. Gotta slow down a bit. Because we got the lo-fi, chilled Christmas happening right now in celebration of Advent, the coming of God in the flesh. I'm Jeff, the Common Ninja. That's Luke the Bear over there. What is up? And, and Merry Christmas. And you filthy Merry animals. Christmas, you filthy animals. And yes, you your eyes are not deceiving you right now. It is a wonderful Christmas gift. It is such a blessing and an honor to have back on Apologia Radio, one of our one of our, our fixtures, our actual host, but she's disappeared being a mother, <laughs> a baby, and a wife, and all those things. Let's join the girl, everybody! Guess who's back? Hello. Yes! Back. How long has it been? It's been a, a while. while. It Like, at least a year. I was, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I was sitting in my office and several weeks ago, and I was like, why have I not just arrange well, for Georgia to be taken care of on Thursday and come in. I'm glad we're talking about this because I've I've been a little bit irked and upset. I just kind of kept <laughs> it inside. Yeah, Luke and I've been a little bit upset. We just we just kept it to ourselves. Just try to love you. That's all. <laughs> okay. Where, why isn't she in here? This is really it's making our show worse. <laughs> so why? Welcome back, Joy the Girl. For all of our new viewers and listeners. Uh, like, you, who's that? You have, I know. To, you have to go back to the original Apologia Radio, apologiastudios.com, Apologia Radio. Go back. You're missing out on hundreds of episodes and some good, good stuff. And Joy has been there through the whole thing, but she's been doing more important things, obviously. Well, I was going to say, which, as we discussed prior to the show, uh, the 7th, so that's four days away, marks eight right. years for Apologia Radio. Eight years! I, that, did you do that on purpose? I did. I'm not doing this. I <laughs> that was do, awesome. That was, uh, well, I, I was just wondering like why our like celebratory noise was like the sound of a jail cell <laughs> dun, dun. closing. Oh. <laughs> Eight years. It's an announcement. So Eight it's been a fun apology, run. <laughs> apology Radio. Yeah, and just so you guys know, like when we're doing this show for the last year or two without Joy the Girl, she has been about 15, 20 feet away. 
to my left. With the child. With the child, a beautiful child with running around. Child. With child. Uh, one of the most sweet, the sweetest things is having Georgia every week come in to deliver everybody their their checks. Mm-hmm. So everybody comes to Apologia Studios. <laughs> And she and Georgia delivers the checks. Yeah, and I think she tried to give me a check last week, and I was like, "What do you think you're doing?" Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's the sad thing is that now that she's staying home on Thursdays, we might have to start we'll passing bump, checks we'll bump, out of We'll bump payday back. <laughs> we'll bump payday back. Yeah, that's a problem. Whatever. Joy tried to hand me my, hand me my check, and I was like, uh, "No, that's this isn't going to work." Enough. Yeah, this isn't going to work. So Somehow I, the check was worth less monetarily. Yeah, very much so. There's no, not as much emotional uh, entanglements. <laughs> hey, uh, endabortionnow.com is where you guys should go right now. Partner with us in ministry. Thousands of children have been saved. We're seeing new saves every single day virtually, sometimes numerous saves a day from all the churches that are signed up, gotten free training, free resources to go to the abortion clinics and to save lives. Uh, right now on Apologia Studios platforms, either on Facebook or YouTube, you're going to see the actual stories with mothers and babies over the next month. We got a $500,000 matching donation. What? Praise God. For 2021, we have so much happening. We have Walt Blackman putting in a bill in Arizona to criminalize and abolish abortion. We have stuff happening across the country. Christians are saving babies every day as the church with the gospel outside abortion clinics. Uh, God's doing amazing things. You can partner with us. Pray with us, of course. Go sign up to get your church started as well to go out there and to save lives. But also, please give. Give towards this work. God is blessing it tremendously. Hundreds and hundreds of churches are now a part of this movement, saving children. Uh, We've trained so many churches. We've given away media kits to our our most... um, active churches right now. We have more coming uh, to other churches so they can be doing the same thing that we're doing right now. And we're working with uh, other states and Christians in other states and legislatures to put in bills not to regulate, but to end criminalize abortion in our nation. And so that's happening right now. Praise God. Uh, You guys ready to have some fun? Yes. I want to know how in the world is Pastor James doing dividing line right now? Is he really? Yes, that's somebody From just where? Came. His I, car? Seriously. His car? He's been like he's been like literally driving through a blizzard like I'm translating Greek right now and yeah. I'm like so put your eyes on the road. Yeah, he's sending us the elder thread we have. We talk to each other all day and he's sending us like voice texts as he's driving for like 20 straight hours or 24 hours where he's doing uh drive a Jesus. He's driving, <laughs> listening to scripture and everything else and he's doing drive a Jesus. So we get his drive a Jesus uh updates. And I, this yeah. morning's was actually really great. It was really great. It was really, really great. He made some great observations about Acts 17. I was laughing because he's like, I don't know if I'm the last one to have caught this. And I'm like, am I the only one to, to check out the syntax of Acts 17? <laughs> Y'all done that already, right? I'm like. I told I told Pastor Zach I wanted to send him Anchorman. And be like, you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just for fun, we're going to get into the election stuff today. We're going to talk about the witnesses coming forward um, in the states. We're talking, Jenna Ellis and Giuliani are uh, right now uh, really going across the country to different legislatures, speaking, showing the evidence, talking about the affidavits, bringing the witnesses forward. We're going to play some of those clips for you guys today. We're going to talk about things like gay lords and trucks and um, stacks of ballots and um, and all kinds of things. So that's what we're doing today. So let's start with some fun stuff, though, because uh, it could get pretty intense in here, especially with Joy. Um, <laughs> did you know that banging your head against the wall for one hour burns 150 calories? How many brain cells does it burn? Uh, probably more than that. <laughs> but uh, 150 calories. I'm just not sure it's worth it, because like you could probably run for 15 minutes and get the same effect. Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean... Right. 
and, and you're just done. No brain damage. You're either. done. Right. Like even if you hate running, it's 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes. You'd be really dizzy, not, I would think. Your too, legs are a little sore, right? But like you're not hating life as much. Yeah, you don't have a microphone. What? Why is, is that like a new COVID workout or something? Uh, it makes sense in COVID. Hey, don't just leave so you your know, house. everything you've been doing is actually slightly beneficial. <laughs> it's probably somebody did that after like the stupidity in our nation right now. So they just right. were so Hey, just so you know, all that work doing. you're putting in, it's doing something. <laughs> 150, but it's something. Okay, it's about like it's about go like, out and it's have a half a Hagen Dazs. Yeah, mm-hmm. half a Hagen Dazs. Yeah. Take a <laughs> take a bite of a Snickers. Half a Hagen Dazs. Oh, uh, in Switzerland, no, I've only been banging for an hour today. I can't have the full <laughs> Dazs. <laughs> in Switzerland, oh, apparently uh, James had uh, Pastor Rob from Desert Hills filling. Ah, oh, makes sense. I was wondering how James is going to do while he's driving. Uh, I'm looking forward to the drive of Jesus though. Travel Jesus? Yeah. Travel Jesus? It's pretty great. Uh, In Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig. Just one. If you're going to get one, you got to get two. Well, then get lonely. (laughs) They'll get joy, of course. She's like, that law makes perfect sense to me. Get joy. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say this word, but pteranophobia is the fear of being tickled by feathers. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Interesting. There are weird things. Some people have really bad reactions to being tickled. Yes. Like, so I guess if you're definitely afraid. Yes. <laughs> like intense. Like at first it's fun and then it turns into like literal crying. Yeah. And like panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> no. Have you experienced this? <laughs> yeah. We're I... not afraid of anything. We know that. Yeah. We've tried. Uh, not feathers, everything. certainly. Everything. Snakes can help predict earthquakes. Fun fact. Snakes can help. Huh. This one actually is very interesting. I actually like this one. Crows can hold grudges against specific individual people. Oh, I yeah. believe that. Yeah? They're super smart. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Did they ask them? How do they know that? You can look up videos of crows, like, solving puzzles. And really? then if you notice, um, they will, um, like, if a crow is eating on, like, a little, in a little open expanse of land, the other crows will be up in the trees while the one eats. And they'll like keep like a lookout. Keep, keep a lookout for them. Yeah, and so then other animals bro! trust the area more too because they know that the crows are looking out. Wow, wow, bro, come back. <laughs> Not a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Crows can hold grudges against specific people. I wonder if magpies also can I mean, hold ma- grudges. I feel like it's. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not an ornithologist. Uh, but did you know the name? Yeah. Did yes. you know that? Of course you did. You animal what lover. Did, what did you say? You animal an or- lover. An ornithologist. Oh, Someone yeah. is like an ornithology. Born. Yeah. Yeah. I, am I, I the only one that didn't know? I, crows, boy, magpies, uh, and is, That album was ornithology. Okay. All right. Are you talking about those Australian magpies? The magpies. Those things they, are they will attack your head. When we were in vicious. when we were in Brisbane, I saw a guy wearing one of the, oh, the helmets, helmets, and I thought I thought I'll. When you first showed me that, yeah, I was like, work. I'll never see that in my yeah, like in real work. life. And mm-hmm. then I saw it. And in then real you life. saw it for real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's call what's... mom. Call mom. I think I think um, I think James did have to wear one of those helmets, or someone told it, me it wasn't for. Sorry, when we were there, it wasn't. They only are like that during breeding season. Oh, okay. Because they're guarding their turf. So we we did check on that. I think I did because I was like, uh, but we were safe because it wasn't that time of year. But we had to deal with the man bats. So. Oh yeah, I forgot about those massive bats. 
It was a different story. Wow, Australia. Oh. Crazy so, terrifying. So let's take a look at Magpie Tax, just, just so you guys can get a feel for what we're actually... This is one of my favorite videos yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, what we're actually saying here. This is a woman in uh, Australia. Uh, it's true. They're, they're driving around there with, like, things poking out of their helmets and everything else. Well, she uh, actually... Let me turn off the Christmas music here. Let me just work this over here. Lo-fi. There you go. You're off. Okay. Here you go. So this is... Um, they wear sticks and metal things out of their helmets because the magpies attack. And... Uh, She's trying out different experiments here, like what happens if you put eyes on your helmet? Because they say, well, that'll work. That'll keep them away. So magpies think that you're looking at them. Right. But, which is actually a thing Nate Wilson told us when he was filming for their um, Oh, yeah, with yeah. Their, sharks. Their thing. With sharks, as long as you look at a shark in the face, the shark's like, uh, nope. Like, you know, you're, right. just like, you're just like Dominion, Dominion, Dominion. <laughs> and then they're like, they, they swerve. So um, this is her little experiment if you haven't seen it. Quite a fierce magpie um, behind the Nervine P10. Look at it, it's already appearing. Circling. It's the males that do that. Um, hopefully, the eyes are going to work. They're massive, too. They on, so shouldn't hurt too much. Um, okay. hey, can I just. <laughs> <laughs> Get it off! Get it off! Is it gone? Is it gone? It's not gone! Get it off! <laughs> so, I love how she's like, the eyes don't work! The eyes and don't the work! And she's like, call mom, call mom. <laughs> they have those in, in Salt Lake City, remember? We saw those. But yeah. they're not mean there for some yeah, reason. Yeah, for some reason. Because yeah. everything in Australia will kill you. Everything in Australia is in trying to kill you. Yeah. yeah, it's a dangerous place to live. Yeah. So crows can hold grudges against specific individual people. How do they know? Like, did, did they just happen? To, They're just really one smart. One crow's like, <laughs> what about a crow's face? Do you like? <laughs> well, I don't think. <laughs> is it, what is it? It's just. I just really don't can like crows, your outfit. Can crows like roll their eyes? They're like, <laughs> this lady again. <laughs> I don't know she what brought it. us wheat bread last time. <laughs> You're going to love this. You're off the list. Um, is that gluten-free? <laughs> uh, we no thanks. We don't little, do gluten-free. Little stale. Just... Uh, Birditarian here. No thanks. Uh, yeah, the man. oldest, quote, your mom joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet. No kidding. Yes. Interesting. What was the joke? <laughs> it's been going. It didn't say. It says it was discovered in Iraq in um, 1976. Um, yeah, but hmm, well, apparently, apparently there's a your mom joke. I need to know the joke. All the way back. All the way <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Babylon. It was Daniel about the king. <laughs> yeah. Daniel's like, you're going to bow. You're going to worship. He's like, now I got to think uh, what the joke was. Your mom. <laughs> Now I gotta come up Your with that joke. Your mom bows before the statue. <laughs> 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 Your mom bows before this. I'm guessing it was a Babylonian tablet, oh, so gosh. you know there may be a connection there. <laughs> um, so that far, two it. diseases have successfully been eradicated: smallpox and rinderpest. Oh yeah, good yep. old rinderpest. Have you ever heard of rinderpest? Soon, soon to be COVID nineteen on the list, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, what is? Rinderpiss? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's gone. Yeah. I'm thankful. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Car- caraphobia is an irrational fear of fun or happiness. 
That's definitely not me. I think I've known a few people in my yeah. 42 years where I'm like, you're just no fun. Are you afraid? Oh, I know a few. You're afraid Are you afraid? <laughs> Are you afraid? I know a few like that. 7% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. No, stop it. Guaranteed all government educated. Stop it. 7%? 7% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. <laughs> if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it cannot hop. Which is yeah, cool. that's their we're, strongest. When we were in Australia together. Oh. Yeah. Um, Speaking of mean did, animals, it'll kill you. D- yeah. D- yeah did we go to a, the, the kangaroo yeah. thing? Yeah. Remember yeah. when we saw the koalas? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the one where you're like in a place where there's like a thousand. Oh, no, no, no. We I didn't go to that. When oh, no. Imogen and I were there, yeah. we got to walk around. It's kind, It's slightly terrifying. Well, yeah, they're, they're intimidating. They're smaller than you, the ones mm-hmm. that are in there, but they will kick your butt. Right. Yeah. It's a legitimate fight for your life you'll have. Yeah. They'll tear you up. Well, yeah, and some of them are just like, they're like ripped. Yeah, they like look that, scary. Oh they yeah, have muscular Beefy. and like like, what? like that one farmer <laughs> that was like boxing that one, for, right? Because he's going after his dog. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's a great. Did video you guys too. see the video of the guy that? Well, the video starts and a guy just appears from under the water, and he has this little alligator in his mouth and his hand. That has oh yeah, his dog. His dog. His dog he wrestles his little dog out of the thing's mouth. I just mouth. love that the video starts no, with him not. In the frame, it's just <laughs> the lake, and then he just like comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my he's god! And his he little saves dog his, out of his, he saves his little dog. Yeah, yeah. he's like al- he's an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I personally, I'd be like, looks like I don't have a dog anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well it's fun while well, I could see Joy going in and be like, I'm going for it. I'm gonna kill it. I mean, depends on the size of the. Yeah, the did you see that big old one they caught in Florida last week on the golf course? There was like this monster, like 15 foot gator. Thanks. roaming around and it was i mean it was probably like this big around it was insane i've never seen oh i did see that, that yes it was crazy but do you know what else is crazy uh fact number 13 on this list is most korean people don't have armpit odor uh and um, wait say that again <laughs> uh most korean people don't have armpit odor only uh north or south 0.006 uh say the south of the korean population have the abcc 11 gene which is the cause of armpit odor no kidding as a result deodorants are rarely sold in korea korea um and that is what i call privilege Uh, that might listen. That may I mean, be a legitimate form not, of privilege. Not white privilege. I mean, what was that? Korean privilege? Yeah, is that... it's it, it is. It's Korean privilege. I bet North yeah. North we Korea. Start a, we should start a movement. North Korea. They white probably white pits matter. In North Korea, they probably <laughs> praise Kim Jong Un for not having pit odor. But did you know? I'm sorry, but this is a thing that happened a few months ago to me. I saw an article about Kim Jong Un, and I was like, "Didn't he die?" I thought and he did too. He, no, I thought he died at the beginning of 2020. That's no, the they were saying effect. no. They were saying they and were saying he was sick, right? They said that he. That people were saying he died having a surgery on his spleen right. or something. They yes. announced. They like announced it. Yes. Yes. And. And so now is nobody else going to talk about this? I, I, <laughs> good, I haven't been I haven't been keeping updated with my uh, my oon, my, my daily we're oon just, updates. We're catching up. Um, I'm catching you guys up with, on the last year of my life. Yeah, so. yeah. but I feel the same way. Has he made an appearance since then? Does anybody know? I wonder if anyone watching in the thread knows. Yeah, recently I think he did. Um, okay, all yeah. right. So you know, but yeah, I saw some sort of yeah. Yeah, but everyone was saying that he died in surgery. Yeah. Yeah, he got really ill and then died in and surgery. And then the girl took over for, I'm sorry. I that's don't even not remember super this. super respectful because I'm sure she's educated and 
but so saying the girl took over (laughs) and then some girl took over (laughs) yeah but i I know what you mean a female (laughs) also she stepped in or so i don't know yep and then i was like did i just Just say they just make that up they took over right you guys, re- you guys ready to get into it? Thank sure. you, everybody, for watching right now. Let's get started. We have so much to talk about. First and foremost, let's lay down a foundation here. Uh, there's stuff happening right now in the United States of America. Obviously, the major media platforms have all called the election for vice, sorry, uh, President-elect Joe uh, Stalin and um, weekend at Bur- Biden. Uh, Kami Harris. Uh, that is what they all all are calling. Problem is right now there are disputes taking place in certain states, legal disputes with affidavits and sworn witnesses and testimonies uh, that's all being presented uh, in in the court system. But also they're being brought forth to uh, speak to the legislature in those states. So we have Michigan that happened. Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Arizona. G- Georgia's happening right yeah. now, literally Arizona live. Arizona was this week. Yeah, and uh, so that's right. So tons of stuff happening right now. Obviously, in the past, everyone's saying you don't have any witnesses, affidavits, testimonies that really matter. Well, now they're bringing it forth, so everyone's getting a chance to hear this stuff. So here's the deal. Uh, as Christians, our concern is with honesty and integrity. We have a worldview that can make sense of a desire for truth and telling the truth and integrity. Uh, it was the Christian worldview that gave rise to this great American experiment. Uh, what we see around us in terms of the blessings and benefits of a free society and honesty expected, integrity in elections, all that stuff is as a result of the biblical worldview. You do not get a necess- necessary commitment to integrity, honesty, and election processes without the Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. Uh, You cannot justify an appeal to absolute standards of morality apart from biblical worldview. It's a transcendental issue. Um, It's something that you have to have the preconditions for intelligibility to make sense of an appeal to integrity in elections and those sorts of things. Uh, So in other words, Christianity doesn't go well with tyranny. All right. Christianity uh, revolts against tyranny because it, it actually it hates neighbor. Uh, if you are a believer and you love your neighbor, then you'll be jealous for their liberty. And so the Christian worldview gave rise to what we see around us that are blessings and benefits um, in our culture and society in terms of justice, integrity, law, order, uh, case, the case law system of our court system is straight from the Mosaic legislation. That's the idea. Case law examples that you see in the Mosaic legislation were then adopted in the American uh, system of, of justice. John Jay, our first Supreme Court justice, was quoting directly from the Mosaic legislation when he was creating the case law system that we work off of now. So in other words, that's from Moses. In other words, it's divine. And so we have so many blessings. When you, you can talk about the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, those are straight from the biblical worldview, and we can trace that right back to the Bible. So again, we've talked about this already, but the Puritans, the Huguenots, the Christians who came over, the descendants of the Covenanters that started this nation, they had a particular framework and worldview that was underneath them as they developed all this stuff. And so now we're here in 2020, and we've got a government education system that developed a lot of people that have no idea about the origins of our nation, worldview implications, or apparently chocolate milk, 7%. Still think brown cow. Um, But hey, so now we're in a situation where you've got a dispute going on because people are alleging fraud. Here's the deal. Biblical worldview, okay? This is what we're talking about in terms of like what should matter to Christians in a situation like this. 
The scriptures are very clear from Old and New Testament. You don't receive an allegation against a person unless it's based on two or three independent witnesses, which is to say you need to have two to three independent lines of witness to receive an allegation, to start to do the examination, to bring somebody to court. Uh, and then there has to be cross-examination. So the whole, the whole uh, enterprise of a court system, judge, cross-examination, eyewitness testimony, all of that, you can thank the Christian worldview for that, because mm-hmm. that's where it comes from, and we should demand that as Christians. When you have a situation like this where you have hundreds of witnesses and affidavits, uh, independent witnesses, uh, witnesses that truly matter, witnesses in terms of even now we have video footage coming forth that are showing some right. things that are very interesting, you have to care. As a Christian, look, I don't care I don't care if you call yourself a Christian and you're a Democrat or not. You have to care because integrity matters to God, and it should matter to us. And integrity in elections in our country matters so much because, listen, here's the deal. Let's just confess to this. If the election process is truly screwed, okay, I'm just using the word we all understand. If it's screwed and the whole process now is totally corrupt, where people can actually manipulate the process, they can feed false ballots in. If you've got people working nefariously to actually corrupt an election process to rig it, then there is no more republic. There is no more uh, American system of liberty. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the same situation that you've had in the past in under Stalin, under Mao, under Pol Pot, under the leader of Venezuela and in Cuba. You're going to have the same problem there because now you have tyranny. Your vote doesn't count. It doesn't matter. And now you're ruled by the God of the system. That sounds a heck of a lot like Caesar. Um, how do you like living under Nero? I, I wouldn't. Kaiser Curios. No. He was also, if he was a ginger, he was a funky ginger. I'll tell you what. He was weird looking. Yeah, he was. Yeah. We talked about that. There's yeah. a there's a picture around where somebody reconstructed what Nero would look like based upon his his statue. And you can tell what kind of person. Yeah. He is. So, yeah. Let me just that say guy, right now, funky ginger. I'm telling you, you don't need social distancing mandates to walk the other way around Nero. Around Nero, and Nero should have been wearing a mask. Let's just say. Well, that. he'd like to wear a mask and then eat you. Yeah, that's true. Alive. He did. He liked yeah, to wear native, wear the human. yes. So okay. So all I'd say is we listen Original, to this stuff. OG Buffalo Bill. <laughs> understand this. This is something that should matter to Christians, to patriots, to people all over the country that care about this country and the just system that we have inherited from our forebears. It should matter to us a great deal, and we should be willing to listen. Now, what I have a problem with in a situation like this is when there's a dispute, whenever when one side says, doesn't matter, shut up, accept the results, I'm like, wait a second. You weren't talking like that 20 years ago when there was a dispute between Bush and Gore. You were or four years ago, the last four years. Yeah, yeah. You were very happy to say, take it to the court system, legislatures, let's find out the real thing, let's make sure it really is 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 a total count and it's a real count and it's authentic and it's not fraudulent. I mean, you had people taught they're like doing the hanging chad sort of thing in Florida where they were like, is this a real vote? Like it was like literally like inspection to like is because they're you know doing the thing where they poke through. You don't. You don't. I'm even trying notice. to remember. Well, it was like ballots where you like poked through. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah. And so that's they had how you like indicated your, they yeah. had like different ways to describe the Chad. It was the thing that hung. And so they were like, it was like different levels of like confirmation of whether it was a legit punch through. And it was the, it was the, the, the hanging Chad. That was like the big problem. But you had people like, you can go look up videos of the hanging no, yeah, Chad. Yeah. You probably see some, you probably see some bro hanging on a thing. Like it's my hanging Chad video. My was, name's Chad. I was thinking that was the name of that experiment in Seattle this year, but. What was that? Oh, hanging Chad. Yeah, I'm hang, just hanging in Chad. Chaz, Chop, Chad. Chunk. Okay, Chunk. So here's the deal. Like, it mattered 20 years ago to make sure that it was authentic. And all of a sudden, weirdly, in 2020, we've got one side, like, just accept it, shut up, and don't listen to these witnesses. Now, as a Christian, as a minister, and just as a Christian follower of Christ, I have to say, look, when you have hundreds of affidavits and witnesses coming forward and they're all saying like we saw the same thing we saw this issue we've got fake we've got ballots being trucked in at four in the morning to the to the degree of thousands appearing out of nowhere being brought in in trash cans like in multiple witnesses are saying they saw this that's where you have to say as a christian uh maybe we pause for a minute and we listen and we see if it's in fact true now the challenge i have again is that people are saying just accept it and just shut up no i care because i care about the world that my children and my grandchildren are going to grow up in i don't want my children i i look i long and love their i long for and love their liberty and i'm going to fight for it and I care about it. And you ought to care about it too. Because, you know, this flipped the other direction. Let's just say it was the other direction. And let's say that you had all these allegations, hundreds of affidavits, and eyewitnesses, and video footage, and all this stuff. And it was the other direction. And it was going towards Trump and actually defrauding the, the voting process from Biden. I think every Democrat would be right to say they'd be justified yeah. in saying, pause. Can we look at the evidence? Can we please at least throw out these fake votes? Um, I think everyone has to say, no, you're right. We can't have that kind of a world. We can't have a world where there's fraud in elections. We just can't. Look, if we lose, we lose. And if you win, you know, you won. But we can't have fraud in the election process. And that is a distinctly Christian perspective. Right. And why do you think people today don't care about fraud in the election process? Because they do not have a Christian worldview. A Christian worldview says integrity matters, truth matters, my feelings don't matter. Even look, if God's judging our nation and he gives us um, President-elect Joe Stalin uh, and Kami Harris, if we get that, then as a Christian, you're saying that's God's providence. If it was exactly. honest in, elect, in election, it's God's providence, and we got to suck it up, buttercup, because it's God judging our nation. That's what God does. He raises up kings and he brings them down. And if that's what God's going to give us, if it was an honest election, then that's God speaking. But if it's a fraudulent election, the Christian worldview necessitates a response and a revolt. And I want to just say this. If you're a Christian, and in particular, if you're a man, act like a man. Act like a man. If you're a believer, stand up against yes. this sort of fraud. Yep. Be a man. Be a man. Paul says it, act like men. So act like a man. Stand up against stuff like this. People are like, oh, no, I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to do this. Okay, great. So what you're saying now is your life, your comfort is more valuable than your neighbors, your children, your grandchildren. This is the sort of thing when you have stuff like this happening, like you, you lay your life down and you die for these sorts of things. You suffer. Why? Because these things matter. I mean, look, go, go, go to any of these communist regime-run countries for any length of time. And tell me if you want your children to experience that. Like it's a matter of loving your neighbor. Like not saying something is hating your neighbor. So I'll let you guys go and then I'm gonna I was just gonna say clips. that uh, 
you know, just if for those that are maybe new, like we're not fighting for the GOP or, you know, we obviously want Trump to win, but this isn't about like, we're not diehard Trump supporters. We're, you know, fighting for liberty and justice. Right. But in just to kind of go with what you're saying, like these same people that are saying, just deal with it. It's over are the same people that spent the last four years and millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to say that Trump cheated, you know, and that used Russia and all that. And there's literally like, no evidence for that whatsoever and like evidence of now is just like literally every day there's like more and more and more hundreds pouring in and they're you know at first they're like there is no evidence and then they're like well there's not enough evidence to change anything and then they're like yeah just deal with it you know like it just keeps getting worse and worse so anyways that's but to go off what you're saying like we're fighting for justice and truth uh and in biblical principles so I, i don't care who would be running yeah i'd have the same position exactly uh i'd have the same position i don't care who's running this principled position matters in all contexts. Honesty, integrity, and election process. And uh, that's why we ought to stand up for it and, and actually say, everybody, pay attention. At least listen to the witnesses. Joy? Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I don't know that it... Well, and maybe it exposes something about Trump's campaign or opposition to his campaign or whatever, but should probably indicate more about like a broken uh system. Yeah. Uh so if this kind of thing was happening, it could have happened before. It could have like our basically our elections may not have been real mm-hmm. for however mm-hmm. long. And that's yep. just not a good sign of a thriving right um culture. Uh that's just or nation. That's just not right. um it means, Fake voting, to, yeah. saying to your citizens, yes, you guys get to decide, and then being like, but not really. Mm-hmm. That's not something that... Uh, well, and that, that shows... That's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, that shows the distinctive nature of the uh, form of government in America that was, was, so, was so distinct, is it's, when you hear like a government by the people for the people... Uh, the uh, American experiment was based upon the biblical idea that when God created men and women, man and woman, in the garden, he created them free. Mm-hmm. They were able to create. They were able to take dominion. They were able to own. Mm-hmm. They were able to be free to work and experience in the garden the fruit of their labor. So that was like God's placement of men and women. And so as human governments get overblown and, and grow up, and they take over that. They take over that liberty, that freedom, mm-hmm. that ability to be creative. All of that goes away. And so when you, when you think about the American experiment and what took place, you had people that said, no, it's the people that have a government that represents them, not a government that stands over them and controls them, but a right. government under God, but a, 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 represent, a representative government, in other words, this person I put in there mm-hmm. to make sure that my rights and my property and my person are protected. But when you have, like you're describing, a situation where maybe these elections are fraudulent and the people are like, yeah, sure, you get to vote, you put us in, what really is happening is you have that overblown state that the original founders were trying to avoid. 
Because it's not a government that's by the people, for the people. It's a government over the people, exactly. which is not what this country was intended to be. Exactly right. And here's someone that could say, oh, you're just Republican conservative. No, I'm talking about Christian stuff. Where have you heard me talk about Republican Christian? People bring that up all the time. Like, are you just trying to fight for country, God, and country Republican? Okay. I'm like, I'm talking about biblical principles here. I'm talking about what God says in his word about what is just and what is righteous. And I'm talking about what happens in the world when there's fallenness and sin is you get uh, Leviathans. Mm. You get overblown governments that try mm. to destroy. By the way, get that book from Canon Press, Slaying Leviathan. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Slaying Leviathan. Read it with Vindicier. Yes. And speaking of, one of you brought it up here. I'm going to have to break this off because of YouTube's rules. I'll have to like, pause a little bit in the middle here. But this is um, uh, from yesterday in Michigan. Uh, one of the representatives in Michigan uh, kept trying to you know, throw a hook into the whole process and throw it off. Keep in mind, this is just a hearing. Yeah, it's just a hearing. This is in the court. Uh, he tries to say some nasty stuff to Giuliani, and Giuliani smacks him down. This is from Crowder. No one has found any evidence whatsoever of any of your wrongdoing. And why should we not believe the reported uh, attempts of you to try to seek a pardon from the president? Well, I, I will. I will. I will ask that he be he be disciplined for that. Uh, that is a defamation of my professional character. As I said, I said reported. Uh, just, just who is that guy? I got to get his name. Yeah, I'm not sure he's a Democratic. Yeah, he, I'm going to show you another clip. Yeah. Luke reminded me to make yeah, sure yeah. we play, and that's where he tries to throw the process off in the beginning. But uh, listen to Giuliani's response to this guy. Mr. Just Giuliani, record, let me just ask Just for the, the record, question. we haven't lost 39 cases. We've only brought three. So you're wrong about that. Second, the reason why people are reaching those conclusions is because, like you, they don't have the discipline, maybe the intelligence, I don't know, to read through this. You can't tell me there's no evidence when I have a couple of thousand affidavits from people. You can't tell me that your credibility is better than the credibility of those people. They swore under oath. You didn't. I missed this part. <laughs> I got to go back. Oh, it's good. It. Yeah, because the guy comes in after after listening to the way. This is near the end. Yeah, it's like five hours He long. gets asked the questions, and he just throws out all these ridiculous talking points. The same thing, like, you know, 30-some-odd yeah. cases thrown out. They keep bringing that up, and and, and they, the team keeps saying, what are you talking about? We have three cases. Yeah. Uh, you know, if other individuals are bringing forth cases on their own, that's not their, yeah. that's not their case. And so it's just this narrative spin. Uh, but, yeah, Giuliani threw down on that guy. Have you seen, uh, speaking of narrative spin, like the head of the Department of Justice came, had come out and said, like, oh, there's, I don't see anything, you know, worth us getting involved in or whatever. And so then everybody's like, look, see, the Department of Justice said there's nothing. And it's like, well, yeah, because these are not civil lawsuits. Right. So there's nothing for you guys to get involved. They're, right. They're they're not in your realm. Right. But like you, nobody's talking about that. They're just like, oh look, see, you know, it's just the same sort of spin that's ridiculous. Yeah, Joy, do you want to add something to that? No, I was just, I mean, even I don't know. I feel like the media is just really sunk to a new. Wow, that train flow. is really yeah. loud today. You guys hear that train? Goodness gracious. We have trains. Welcome it's to like, it. It's like vibrating the whole studio. <laughs> it is. Is it? Wow. Sorry. Go on. Um, yes, please. You were saying. I Continue. forgot what I was saying. Train wrecked. <laughs> I'm derailed. <laughs> well, maybe you'll remember. Uh, let's play this. This is uh, yesterday when um, Jenna Ellis and uh, Giuliani come in. They sit down before the uh, election hearing situation in Michigan, uh, and they're trying to get this thing kicked off. Here's how the thing opened up. If you didn't see it, I, I, I hope you'll enjoy this. This was uh, interesting, to say the least. 
bipartisan vote earlier requested the Secretary of State, demand processes are better followed in Detroit. We are fulfilling the board's request by holding this hearing, and we will request the Secretary of State improve election processes when problems are found. So uh, I hope today's hearing will be constructive as we examine our state's election system and work to reestablish trust. I feel strongly that our democracy depends on discussions like the one we're about to have today. With that, uh, I'd like to welcome up uh, Mr. Giuliani and uh, Jenna Ellis, uh, the attorneys for President Trump. So apparently they had much more than this happening because I saw another video where they have so many witnesses coming up. It's different than this one. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, this is this is again where Trump's legal team comes in. Jenna Ellis is the chief counsel for uh, the president's legal team, Giuliani. So you'll see them together often uh, and possibly maybe see her on Apologia Radio. She's, she's like my new hero. That's in the works so. right now, by the way. Pray for that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, just to have her tell her story and just tell it what they're trying to do. Um, but this is what happens. This is where it comes off the rails. Yeah, wherever, uh, that's right. There's one there, and I think there's a, wherever you want to sit. There's Mr. Two Chairman, mics. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Yeah. Chairman. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Straight Leroy uh, Jenkins, point of order? Yes, I do, Mr. <laughs> What's Chairman. What's your point of order? Uh, I would like to ask Mr. Giuliani to please stand and You're raise your right hand. Not a point of to order. please be sworn it's before this committee. Mr. Chairman. Please stop. Mr. That Chairman. Out of line. You're out of order. Mr. Chairman, it is. You have a point of order. Yes, I do, Mr. Chairman. What's your point of order? My, uh, under the law, I have the right before this committee as a representative to swear any witness before this committee I, to uphold the law. That is my I'm not right. Allow as that. A, it's my right as a representative. Well, Let's continue. And I, well, then, uh, Mr. Chair, I, I, I appeal the rule of the chair, and I'd like to. Ask so intense opener, right? Obviously, intense opener. And there was a few moments like this throughout this uh, involving. Uh, oh, the three Democrats there in the back, at least, uh, and one woman, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out her name on here. She's the one with the glasses on her head, yeah. uh, short hair, shaved head. Anyways, um, man, several times, is this her first year as a representative? Because apparently she doesn't understand how any of this is supposed to work. They are acted like children. They didn't even act like she'd never even been yeah. in one of these things before. She didn't know like about a point of order. She didn't know that she was supposed to be asking a question. She got super upset when everyone was supposed to ask a question. She started making statements. He's like, yeah. you have a question? She's like, no, I don't. He's like, well, then you're done. And she's yeah. like, no, no, I have a right. It's like, no, this is question time. She didn't understand. Um, <laughs> that guy's straight up. He's just, I he get sound like, Leroy, no, Leroy, no. Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. Uh, all right, so here's here's where it goes. The committee to please take a vote on this ruling because it is my right as a representative to make sure that anybody before this committee is truthful and we have the right as members to swear anybody. All right, then let's call the roll. Port of order. Now, I'm going to just say, mind you, uh, this is kind of the peculiar aspect to this is that this isn't court for one thing, uh, but everybody that they're bringing forward has sworn affidavits. Right. <laughs> So, so they can be punished by, by jail time. For right. Life. You can go to prison yeah. making an affidavit like this to go to the court and lying about your testimony. That's one of the things that gets brought up. It's like, I did a sworn affidavit. Like, I can go to jail for this. I've already been sworn about this testimony. None of it's going to change. And that's what they kept repeating. None of this is going to change for me. This is, I swear to this. This is the truth. And one of the women, um, a after um, uh, after the blonde chick with... Uh, 
uh, what's her name? Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. Melissa. Uh, the, the, she she said she's like, look, you want me to swear in right now? I will. Oh yeah, she's I'll, like, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll swear it. in right now. That doesn't matter. I've yeah. already sworn in yeah. on the affidavit. So this is just like it's like parlor tricks, right? right. Like it's it's just a way to throw this whole. It's process an antagonistic off. play, and then when he won't raise his hand, then everyone gets to say, well, why wouldn't? What problem would you have? A, with a swearing to tell the truth right right that that must mean you're not telling the truth right and it's yeah. like i don't i can tell the truth without swearing yeah. to you how about i don't want to be bullied by you <laughs> right. and i won't be bullied by you yeah, exactly. um uh yeah are you gonna keep playing that clip yeah or? i'll okay. play just a little bit more mr chairman hmm? point of order mr chairman a motion to swear a witness in requires a vote of this committee no, it does not. All right, we're gonna yeah. All right, we're gonna go at ease. So they break there, and finally, they obviously get to keep going. They they vote. They slap him down. Like nobody voted for it. Right. But I just love the point. I know it takes a while to get to, but Giuliani he says like, um, I'm Trump's lawyer. Right. And uh, we'll even if this witness. was a court case, I wouldn't be swearing in. Like, then it became I'm not a witness. Yes, I am under like, oath. You know, as an attorney. There you yeah. go. Not as as a witness. Uh, if you want to question me as a witness that's a different matter but also i'm the attorney for the president uh, ethically i don't know what that would mean if you turn me into a witness yeah we're you're here to testify no one i mean no one's under oath we're just this is well, like any I... any committee hearing uh sir where we're just taking testimony from members of the public uh to talk about what happened here in the election just my understanding from appearing before congress many times is when i appear in the role as a lawyer i'm not under oath when I appear as a witness, I am under oath. Yeah, and sir... When I appear as the attorney for someone, and it's a case involving then, it would be un unethical for me to be a witness, but... Yeah, and, and sir... So, yeah. Okay, so which one of the things that we looked at is supposed... Because I've seen all this coverage of Giuliani being bizarre and, like, sweating and... that oh, was that um... was Pennsylvania. It was hot there. I felt oh, okay. bad for him. His hair dye was running down his face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah. saw that. I and just that's didn't all know anybody they're still about. talking yeah. about it. That yeah. we have that actually, Jenna Ellis from that press conference. Because yeah. I, I thought it was a new thing down. because of how much they were talking about it. Because nah. that, I mean. So this. You is... could tell the whole time he's up there wiping his face. Like there's a big light on him and just shining right in his. Yeah. This this was from. Let the man dye his hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's from D.C. This is where Jenna Ellis makes the appearing as the uh, the she's the head lawyer over the legal team. She's. Yeah, She's senior legal advisor. Yes. Uh, my name is Jenna Ellis, and I'm the senior legal advisor uh, to the Trump campaign. And I'd like to just explain now uh, where we've been and where we're at and what you can expect from this process. So what you have heard, I'm sure, in the fake newspapers tomorrow will be one of two things. Either there was not sufficient evidence that we've presented or we spoke too long. Okay, so what you've heard now is an, basically an opening statement. This is what you can expect to see when we get. So that was that was when she was presenting. Uh, basically, here are the things that you're going to yeah. hear from us. Right. It wasn't a matter of uh, this is a court trial. Here's all the evidence. I mean, you also you're talking about like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of witnesses and affidavits. Like, what do you expect to condense that down to one hour? Yeah. You gotta you gotta right. pull all those witnesses out in court before in each state. That's a long process. So that's where um, she 
smack down the media. I think there's some some good background added to this because I showed my wife this clip last night and she was like, she's kind of being a jerk. And I was like, well, there's there's context you're missing because Sidney Powell, um, who apparently has gone off into Lulu land this last week, I don't know what's going on with her, but she uh, she was finishing what she was saying in the, the press. This is the press, and they're just like yelling questions and like accusing and all this stuff. So when when uh, Jenna Ellis comes up, that's why she's like, y'all, calm down. That's why she's talking right. to him the way she is because they were just completely out of line and like unprofessional and stuff. Like yeah, that. she explains what they were doing then here. To court to actually have a full trial on the merits to actually show this evidence in court and prove our case. This is not a law and order episode where everything is neatly wrapped up in 60 minutes. For those of you who are here in this room or have maybe tuned out in other networks, clearly you've never been court reporters. Trials take time. Putting on evidence takes time. This is basically an opening statement so the American people can understand what the networks have been hiding and what they refuse and that, to— And you, look, she's absolutely right. You have to understand this. If you're watching this right now, did you notice— I'm looking at it right now. Did you guys all notice as you're watching this? Look at the—everybody um, watching live, look at the title. Look at the description. Apologia Radio, witnesses, and look what I did to election. We had to sit here together as a team to figure out right. how am I going to write election out without make, without this getting suppressed, without this not being uh, seen by people. So I, it was Joy's suggestion. I used the number three for E. I used the number one for L, and I used the letter or sorry, the number zero for O. I have to change the language here just so it gets past the filters that will suppress the content. Have you noticed if you're on Facebook, has anybody noticed if you're on Facebook or in these major platforms, it's almost as though there is no dispute going on right now. It's almost like it doesn't <laughs> exist. It's almost like, hey, this is done. It's all over with. And the only place that you can really see and detail anything going on is these like mom and pop stand up, pop up, like, uh, organizations over the last year, like Right Side Broadcasting yeah. and all these other ones, like they're the only ones that are like making uh, this available to the American people. And then you have to find it for people who grabbed it from there. But as you're trying to search for this stuff, it's hard to even find it because it's being suppressed. She's right. Yeah. Jenna Ellis is right. Major media is not letting you know this. They're lying to us. Like, for example, I've seen, we've talked about this the last couple weeks, I've seen so much stuff where I even send stuff to you and I was like, Dude, I think it's over. We're doomed. Like this, oh, yeah. like I don't think it matters now that there was any fraud. We're yeah. never gonna get to learn. I'm like, we're done. And then you have to like be like, it's okay. That was fake. Here's the proof it was fake. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then also read the article because the article doesn't match the headline. Right, exactly. So as you're as you're as you're going through this stuff, you're like, you don't even know what to believe. So it's like this cautious, like working through details and facts now. And it's like, you know what? If and this is kind of like how she operate on a regular basis. But if I don't see it with my own eyes, I'm not believing it. Um, and it's just difficult right now to get any information yeah. that's accurate. So you have to just legitimately do what's biblical. One, one proverb says one person's case sounds true until another one comes to examine them. There's the cross-examination, and there's also making sure that you hear both sides. So even in doing this, I'm trying to listen to what the media is saying, and then I'm like, oh, I guess it's over. Then I go over here, and I'm like, no, they're fighting this battle in courts, and they have all these things going yeah. on. They have all these witnesses. And even that narrative spin of like, you know, almost 40 cases have, have, have been thrown out by the— it's like Giuliani's like, we only have three. And I'm like, huh. 
I, I, I actually thought that all those cases were thrown out. I yeah. thought, oh, that's that's terrible news for you guys. Oh, it turns out there's only three. So in situations like that, it's like you just have to, like, almost like it's worse than four years ago. You have to, like, try to find, go into, like, the dark web. You're like, where's the information? Like, you know, trying to, sorry. Well, even even that, this video we're playing. I'm, by the way, I'm just going to say, don't forget, don't forget your thought. I'm really, I'm very, very self-conscious right now about everything that I say on the show. It's going to get turned into, like, a, a, a rock song or something. Kudos, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Manucci, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Like, that that little thing right there I just yeah. did there, yeah. the little... Uh, yeah. Who's that from The Simpsons? Uh, Smithers. Smithers. Oh, or Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Yeah, 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 just did that. That's going to turn into like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to pull that shot right there. I and just, then, gave, and now I just, just gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. now you're yeah. doing it Let more. Let me make it better for you. So. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say that this clip we're talking about, I, I may have mentioned this last week, but this is a perfect example of what you're, what you're talking about because I was watching this live on Fox News. You were watching on right side, right? Yeah. And you saw the whole thing. Right after she gets done, no, it's in the middle of her blasting mainstream media. Like, she put them to death and buried them. They cut from her. Fox News cut from her, go to the thing, and they enter their studio and start fact-checking Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. And then they go to COVID updates and, and completely don't even show the rest. There's, like, another... 30 or 40 minutes of her. After, yeah. Of her. It, Cause Sydney Powell comes back on yeah, too yeah, and yeah. they don't even show it. And they're talking about COVID stuff. And it was right after it was, they're like, Oh, we got to like get in the background. going, Yeah. You know, like cut, cut. Cause she's like burying them. Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy. So, uh, time let's try to do some, at least get, let people see, um, where should you go? Let me just do that. So in case you guys are having a hard time finding it. Um, uh, right Side Broadcasting has been doing live streams of all the hearing stuff for legislatures this week, Arizona, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Georgia today. Um, so Right Side Broadcasting, what's the other network, OAN? Yeah, and Newsmax. That, and Newsmax. Yeah. Like you can get the full stuff from them. I don't know. It's like what a travesty. These major media companies like CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all these guys, it's like why, why don't you also – at least present it before people are like, oh, this yeah. is happening. You should know it's newsworthy. Is it newsworthy that the president's legal team is bringing forth hundreds of witnesses in each state to say that they saw fraud? Is that newsworthy? No, that's not newsworthy. Like, no, it's like that's literally one of the most newsworthy things you could well, be reporting it's just, on. It's interesting. You're if you're a journalist, you you shouldn't like you shouldn't be so swayed by your own opinion that you can't report on something that is like. A historical anomaly. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can't even. And and what I've noticed is that um, the best, the coverage that that is coming out with mainstream media, so is that you have this like vilification of the person. So now, like everyone who is like, oh, isn't it interesting how like all these all these sworn affidavits of of voting fraud and all this stuff, and it's like. If someone says that to you, they're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. They are. If someone won't wear their mask, they're a Karen. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the best. That's the best um, argument that accompanies a lot of this is that we need just look at these people, look at these silly caricatures of people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and just think it, it, they're not actually even like you said. They're not actually reporting on the event. They're reporting. They're telling you how you should feel about it. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. they're reporting is mm -hmm. their feelings, and they're telling you how you should also feel about it. 
Yeah. And it's it's heavily influenced the last year. The oh, media man. the media just saying if you see a person doing X, they're Y. Mm-hmm. If you see a person doing A, they're B. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just like Yes, yes, I know. Anyone who won't wear their mask is a Karen, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And is going to be mean and pick mm-hmm. a fight and right. all this stuff. Doesn't matter how balanced you are. Right. I saw a video of somebody doing exactly what you said. I was like, Karen mask. I was like, oh, I clicked on it. And they were vilifying a person who didn't have their mask on in a store. The right. person was so level-headed, yeah. so balanced, so respectful, so filled with facts, and was just like, well, here's the issue. I want. And, the, and they were just like, Karen, look at this right. Karen not wearing a mask. I'm like, what? Well, Shit. Or you know what the media will, I mean, I look at it all day on Twitter. I follow like all the local news feeds and it'll be like, it'll be like, man stabs other man after he a- the employee asked him to wear a mask and it's like that's not <laughs> that's not happening on a large scale like yeah. we, people who are are refusing to mask are not just murderous karens <laughs> like right. they they're not that's all they that's that's the kind of story that they're presenting right now so with that um I love this girl. I'm just excited. This is, uh, I'll I'll play it for you. So this is from Michigan. This is from yesterday. I had this playing in the background all night last night when I was here at the studio working on stuff. And so I got to hear all this. And and definitely when she came on, I was like glued to it the whole time. So I like, she's, she's got some sass. Let's just say it that way. She's got some sass and she gives no cares. Um, And she's just telling it like it is. So uh, here's when she walks up. Her name is, I believe, Melissa. Justify yesterday. Longer than I expected. Sure, and so we I gave felt her. uncomfortable some... interrupting her. No, I understand, and I think she had a very valuable story to tell, and she was very brave coming here. Obviously, at great risk, and you know, uh, we understand that. But from from here on, if we can condense these testimonies, uh, if we can allow uh, more questions to come from the members, uh, we'd appreciate that, sir. Uh, so with that, uh, please, um, Melissa, we'd like to hear your story. And please, when you're ready, proceed. Melissa, why don't you tell us your name and, and uh, tell us as short and as briefly as you can what, what happened sure. when you were working for Dominion. Sure. My name is Melissa Carone. Um, I was contracted to work um, for Dominion Voting Systems. I was, uh, I'm a freelance IT worker. Uh, I was contracted to work for Dominion to assist with IT during the election. I started work at 6 a.m. on November 3rd at the TCF Center. I got off work at 5 a.m. November 4th, went home, went to bed, returned to work at 10 a.m. November 4th, stayed until approximately 2 p.m. November 4th. Um, When I got off. I had a doctor's appointment. I was supposed to come back to work. My, one of the Dominion employees, uh, he's in my affidavit, his name is Samuel, texted me and said, we're almost done counting ballots. We don't need you to come back. It was getting a little rowdy when I left. I really didn't want to come back anyways. Um, uh, so that is why that I, I was contracted to work. Um, uh, for Dominion, uh, assisting with IT. And when you were working there, what uh, what did you observe? 
Uh, I observed um, numerous employees, um, city workers, um, running batches of ballots through the tabulators countless times without discarding them first. The tabulating machines would jam two to three times an hour. When they would jam, the correct process would be to pull out the problem ballot that jammed, say the problem ballot was number 24 out of 50. We would, I, would, I wasn't allowed to touch any hardware at all. I would assist them, tell them to pull out this ballot, um, put the problem ballot on top, in Michigan, our ballots um, from the tabulators don't just drop into ballot, steel ballot boxes. Um, they are now, as they got tabulated, they are now on top of the tabulating machine. Okay? So instead of them taking these, so say, let's keep it number 25 is the problem ballot. It got jammed. So the computer would throw an error. It would say ballot number 25, uh, there, there's an error. I would say pull out ballot number 25, slowly pull it out, put it on top, take the, um, the ballots that had already been tabulated, which are on top of the tabulating machine now, put them all back in a stack, discard the entire batch, and rescan it. Instead of discarding, they were just rescanning, 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 counting ballots nine to ten times, counting votes nine to ten times. So they were counting the same ballot, the same vote, nine or ten times. Yes, sir. They were counting them nine. How, or how ten many times. times did you observe that? Um, these machines would jam two to three times an hour. Each machine, uh, there were approximately twenty two to 24 tabulating machines in the TCF center. Um, I, I, I observed it thousands, thousands, thousands Th of times. Thousands of times? Thousands and of how, times. how many machines were there? So that she has, I think, 19 different points of fraud, I think she says, uh, in her affidavit and uh, things that she saw. Her testimony goes on, and she just keeps up with the different things that she saw, the irregularities, the very strange things. You know, one of the things that obviously is is concerning to anybody is there's even state legislation in the respective states regarding, and this should be obvious to all of us, when you have ballots being countered or questioned, you're supposed to have like a Republican and a Democrat right. like there to be able to watch, to basically observe and fix the situation or toss stuff out or that's not real or to challenge. But you had people and this. Why did it happen like one direction, like in all these states right. where they're pushing out Republican poll workers and they want to allow them to do what the state legislation says? And that's that there has to be a Republican and a Democrat doing the 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 watching of the voting. They're throwing them out. They're keeping them like 100 feet away or farther away, not letting them observe. State law says they have to be able to observe. And don't you want that to take place? And from a Christian worldview perspective, we have to all recognize what our founding fathers recognized. And mm -hmm. I love what Doug says, and that, that is that they gave us a country where they said you should never trust an American. <laughs> Why? No, right, exactly. Because they believed in original sin. Because right. they believed in a doctrine of original sin, that there is a sin and corruption in the human heart. And so they created a system and a process where there's checks and balances. 
why don't I just accept this sort of a thing when I hear about people being thrown out and not able to check the, the ballots? Because I know that we're not living in the eternal state. I know that there is sin in people's hearts. I know there is corruption. I know there's fallenness. And so I know that there are people who cheat and lie and steal and rape and kill. And so when you have a situation like this where there's such an intensity around this election and you have people who are saying, um, no, you're not allowed to watch me do this. I'm like, what are you hiding, sinner? <laughs> like, I mean, we have as pastors rules in terms of like uh, safeguards. Yep. When we're doing counseling, um, we don't counsel women alone. Uh, the rule for the pastors at Apologia Church is uh, when we're doing counseling of any women in our church, there has to be a witness present or we have to have a door open so that people can actually witness and hear what's going on in the room. Uh, pastors at Apologia Church are not allowed to uh, counsel women uh, alone in private after hours, all that crazy stuff that people apparently do. Uh, we're, yeah. We don't do it. We have safeguards to protect ourselves, our testimonies, and uh, the people that we're ministering to. And so there has to always be availability for witness, okay, to some degree at Apologia Church. Uh, and that's just how things go. Um, now, why do we do that? For accountability. Exactly. For accountability. Now, so what I'm saying is we even apply those rules to ourselves as elders at Apologia Church for accountability and safeguards. Um, why aren't they doing it? Like, what are you hiding? Like, if Luke came to me and said, hey, Jeff, uh... I, you know, I see that you did 10 counseling sessions last week, five were with women. Uh, did you have anybody with you uh, to observe? Was there a door open? Could someone see in? Uh, did you have someone in the room with you? And if I was like, I don't need anybody watching me. Like, I, I think all the elders of Apology at Church would probably descend on me like crows with, uh, what was the thing, crows that are, hold grudges? Crows that hold grudges. They would descend on me like, hey, what are you doing? This is for accountability purposes, and someone needs to be able to see. Well, that's like, we hold ourselves to that. I definitely hold poll workers to that, for sure. Right. Especially with such an intense situation, like my guy, your guy, each one wants their guy elected, and I know that, uh, look, the consequences are severe. I mean, with Biden as president, he's saying, look, I know Roe versus Wade isn't a law, it's a court opinion, but I'm going to give it the force of law. So he's going to give Roe versus Wade, which is a fallacious court opinion, the, he wants to give it uh, the strength of law, the power of law in our country, uh, to murder children. So the stakes are high. I understand that, which is why poll workers need to have accountability so they can observe what's being done. Why? Because men are not angels. Exactly. They're sinners. And uh, they have to be observed. Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Joy, you want to add anything? I was going to say that I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, she's being like painted as being drunk in this. Is she really? Yeah. Really? Like every well, Summer just messaged me and was like, "So every time I try to look up this girl, I'm sorry, I'm referring to like important people I think as Melissa girl again. Her name, yeah. Melissa." Um, something as a it's being said that she's drunk and i'm just gonna go ahead and make a point as to what i said earlier i said here's the here's an article uh headline we have a lot of questions about conspiracy karen rudy giuliani's star witness in michigan so she's being presented as a karen i've seen it multiple <laughs> times and she they're just saying she was drunk during that what you just played mm. 
She's from Michigan. She has an accent. I, doesn't sound I like very much drunk. appreciate her accent. She also I felt at home. She's He's, probably I, I a little her. nervous. Do you feel like she's a little bit nervous? Would you be a little I bit nervous? I would be a little bit nervous. <laughs> well, she says at the end of the her thing, they're like questioning her like, you know, how come no one else has said anything? And she's like, I'll tell you why, because they've all been threatened. She's like, I've lost my job. I've lost right. everything, you know, and she's like, I'm making a stand because it's right. And I'm, you know, getting vilified and ostracized and all this stuff. That's why well, no one's coming forward. I'm looking at a whole page of Google results where it says that she is drunk. It insinuates that she's drunk in this. Wow. That's hilarious. He also writes that neither <laughs> Republican Whatever. nor Democratic yeah. challengers nor city officials crazy. substantiate your version of these events. The allegations simply are not credible, is what Judge Kenny writes. So my question for you is, uh, you know, you're making claims here today that there's systematic fraud in, in what's going on in our elections. Are the courts also tied up in that fraud? Let me tell you what I did by accident, okay? I gave Channel 7 an interview that they tied in to that and made me the witness that's uncredible. Guess what? There's going to be a couple behind me that are going to say the same thing I just said. And... The witness before you was also proven not credible as well by oh, the no, same judge. Oh, no, she wasn't because she, was. she wasn't even there. Representative the Camilleri, let's let her finish, please. The very Which is not a true time. claim by that guy either. Uh, so I just want to understand, um, you know, I don't know what exactly all the things that are being talked about there are, but but can you tell us uh, what you said today is is the truth? Is that correct? Sir, I wrote a written affidavit. Yes, it is 100% true. Okay, and, and did... Did other people observe this? Absolutely. You'll be you'll, and behind me. You're going to hear a couple. Okay. And uh, and we'll, we'll and hear from them. And let me just hopefully. state this. Mm -hmm. I was an IT worker on the stage. These, I was working with Dominion. I had not, no, poll workers were not allowed on the stage. The data loss, nobody would have heard about that besides me, Samuel, and Nick. Okay, just like nobody knows that Samuel went to the where Chicago warehouse besides me because I worked for Dominion. They didn't. They're not going to hear that part. It, that You know what I mean? The poll workers are not going to know that Samuel, they're not even going to know who he is. You know, they're not going to know that he went to the. So I'll get to the part where she talks about her life being destroyed. That's and I've been th my kids have been threatened. There it is. My I, I, I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. My life has been destroyed. My life has been completely destroyed because of this. I've lost family. I've lost friends. I've been threatened. I've been th my kids have been threatened. My I've I've had to move. I've had to change my phone number. I've had to get rid of social media. I've I, there the, nobody wants to come forward. They're getting threatened. They're, they're people, their lives are getting ruined. I can't even get an actual job anymore. I can't. <laughs> because Democrats like to ruin your lives. That's why. All right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. She's right. She's right. Is she... That's why I like her, because she was saying what everyone else is wanting to say. <laughs> She's like, I'll just say it. I'll say it. Right. If she... And 
if based on what she just said, she would be painted as a martyr and a victim for the Liberal Party if she was on their side. Oh, yeah. She's been threatened. She's a woman who's fearing for her to take care of her kids. And you know what I mean? Like she would Absolutely. be painted as a picture, yeah. a total victim. Yeah. If she was just on the other side, yeah. if she just yeah. agreed with us, mm-hmm. we would pull her into our fold. She would have and, a like, full reception. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think just to kind of talk about what she was saying, um, old Representative Leroy Jenkins there, when when he said the end of the witness before he was discredited, he like completely, that was a nice, sweet Indian lady, and he was like, well, how come this judge, you know, deemed your testimony discredited or whatever? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he like went on this whole thing saying that she'd been discredited by a, a judge, and she's like, I'm not aware of that. And Giuliani's like, yeah, what are you talking about? So talk about like ruining someone's lives. Now he's throwing this accusation right. out against her that's not even true. Yep. Now everybody's going to go, well, she's discredited. And it's like, you totally made that up, dude. Yep. Well, and now the char- the main characterization of her, she just said her whole life's been yeah. ruined. She said she didn't do anything weird. She's right. in a very serious situation. Her life is messed up. And she's obviously feeling passionate about this. Um, Wouldn't, but there's uh, nothing to, and now the main takeaway from that is that she is drunk yeah. and a Karen and, yeah. and I'm sorry, like being drunk is a thing you can prove. Mm-hmm. So before we just go saying that someone is a drunk, mm-hmm. maybe we should prove make it. sure we, that she was actually drinking right? instead <laughs> of right. just saying it. that she mm-hmm. was drunk. Also. From a Christian perspective, her current status of being drunk, if it were true, I reject the claim right. because no one's provided any evidence. It's just, a, it's just a slander. But even if it were true that she currently is drunk, it has no bearing on the eyewitness testimony right. that she gave previously in an affidavit about what she saw as a poll worker right. and what she witnessed. And by the way, what a line of other people behind her also witnessed. Exactly. Right. And someone says, ah, she's drunk. It's like... Fantastic. In a court of law, that has no bearing on what she right. said and witnessed in the affidavit right. and what the other witnesses are saying. Um, you might try to smear her character in some way, which is what obviously they're trying to do. But the question is, what about her testimony? What right. about the other witnesses that corroborate her testimony? That's the thing. And so everyone, you guys can watch that. Uh, I'll go ahead. Want to finish the thought on no. that? Um, good. But good, good observation too. This, like, let's just vilify. Let's just make them look bad. And by the way, like when you see people doing that, we have to all sort of like take a pause back and go like check your human emotion. Like why am mm-hmm. I feeding into this? Why am I believing it? It's because I'm connected to it emotionally. Like step back and like look at something objectively mm-hmm. and fairly and use equal weights and measures. Because, you know, they tried it with Jesus too. I'm not trying to compare it to Jesus, but in terms of the <laughs> tactic. Right. They tried it with Jesus too, right? Like how do yeah. you smear the Messiah? Well, let's tell everyone he's a drunkard and yep. a glutton. Because he's friend with prostitutes. Friend, yeah, like why? Just smear his character so no one wants to have anything to do with the guy. Well, that's what they try to do with Jesus. And they did it with Paul. And they do it all people do it all the time. It's just a tactic of 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 people who can't argue well. Is I don't have an answer, so I'll vilify mm-hmm. the person. Exactly. Let me just try to take down their character because I can't Yeah, I can't take can't deal with their arguments, so I have an argument toward the man, right? In this case, towards the woman. So, uh, final thing here. Uh, this just, uh, by the way, there's no way in this hour or two we are on this Apology Radio that we're going to get through anywhere near what these witnesses have to say. We just want to give you sort of an update of what, as what's going on. Go watch it yourself. This is a clip. It's on O A N 
N.com or just look it up on YouTube. A truck driver with USPS says he was suspicious of his cargo load of 288,000 completed ballots. Now, this guy's testimony here is about nine minutes long, and uh, I'll just try to play portions of it. He was a truck driver. He brought uh, 288,000 completed ballots from Pennsylvania into New York. And the story just gets fishier and fishier as it goes on in terms of like him dropping off his rig, them not giving him a a slip to show that he was there. They don't ever do that. They refuse to give him a slip uh, to show a trace of of his cargo and that he brought it. All these, unless you get to listen to his testimony. He sounds pretty drunk to me, Jeff. (laughs) Clearly a drunk. Clearly he's on meth. Yeah. He's a truck driver. Oh, definitely meth. Right. Okay. Here we go. Um,. In total, I saw 24 Gaylords, or large cardboard containers, of ballots loaded into my trailer. These Gaylords contain plastic trays, I call them totes, but trays will work, of ballots stacked on top of each other. All the envelopes were the same size. I could see the envelopes had handwritten return addresses, and I could even tell that one of that one was marked registered mail. That one was off to the side. All right, <clears throat> they were complete ballots. I didn't I didn't think much of it at the time. At Beth Page, I was first loaded with two tall Gaylords. So, picture that thing there. I'm or, sorry. What does that or mean? This little representation okay. here. So, where I come from is pronounced Gaylords. Just for the record. Okay. He's very, he's, he's, yeah. He's so, uh, is, pronouncing that in a very specific way. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me when I was, it reminds me when I was six on the playground. Yes. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. It's hard. It's hard. You make connections that are just with you for life. I was saying this at six years old on the playground to other, other boys were saying it to each other. Okay, Gaylord. Like it was, you know, so yeah. when you hear it now, you're like, <laughs> um, but it's a box. <laughs> right. And it's a big box. And apparently he had these things filled with ballots in the back of his truck. So uh, this says live from Arlington, Virginia. I think he just came out and testified there. But he was coming from Pennsylvania and bringing them to New York. Mm. So unless you have anything else you want to say, I'll just try to play a little bit more so you guys can hear what he says. It's, It's compelling. But this tall, all right? So... I was loaded with two tall gay lords, okay, and uh, that were, hold on, where was I at? They had uh, mixed mail pieces bound for Lancaster. These gay lords were loaded first because they would be the last off my trailer. The remainder of the truck was loaded with complete ballots bounded for Harrisburg. I then drove to Harrisburg with the ballots. Usually, I offload in one of the seven docks every day, but not on October 21st. I wasn't allowed to offload. That's different. Whenever I pull into Harrisburg, I go around and I get my dock and I get unloaded and then I roll out. Not that day, all right? Not that day. Instead, I was made to wait for roughly six hours in the yard from 9.15 a.m. to 3 p.m. This really ticked me off, all right? 
because my brother was in town. He just moved back up, and I wanted to spend some time with him. I tried to get the attention of postal workers, but no one would tell me what's going on. All of this was weird. I arrived at, the, at, uh, I arrived at about the same time every day. The expediter scans all my seals and barcodes, and they they unload me. But for the first time, or but or what? But from the time I first arrived in Harrisburg from Bethpage, everything got weird. None of that happened. After waiting six hours, I went inside to figure out what's going on. I was told to wait for the transportation supervisor. This was also weird. 16 months I've been doing this, I haven't ever talked to the transportation supervisor for the United States Postal Service. I talk to an expediter. I come in, I see an expediter, that's who I deal with. If I have an issue, it's the expediter. I don't deal with anyone else but the expediter. I never, never talk to the United States Postal Service's transportation supervisor. Let's make that clear. I have my own transportation supervisor for the company that I work for. He's the one that gives me the details. He's the one that I listen to. I don't listen to this guy. He's the guy that would contact my boss if he needed something ran different. <clears throat> I've never spoken with this transportation supervisor from the United States Postal Service. They don't speak to people like me. He's a top guy. He's the kind of guy that would speak to my boss, not a trucker like me. The supervisor told me to drive to, uh, told me to drive to Lancaster without being unloaded in Harrisburg. This made no sense to me. I knew the ballots were loaded for Harrisburg, and that if I was to go to Lancaster, they would have to off unload my ballot or those pallets in Lancaster to take off Lancaster stuff to put the ballots back on the trailer to send them back to Harrisburg. Doesn't make no sense. <clears throat> this was a real screw up in my, my thinking. I wanted, I wanted my ticket. So whenever I go to a place, I, and I, when I go there and whenever I'll leave, I'll get a ticket. I'll get a ticket, a slip, whatever you want to call it. It's the date, time that I'm supposed to be there. It'll have my trailer number on it. It'll have um, how much I'm loaded. It'll have the seal number. It has my name. It'll have who, who was the expediter. So I wanted my, my, my ticket, my slip. I call them tickets. Some people call them slips, okay? Um, and then because I was there for six hours... I wanted my late slip too, because I wanted to be paid for sitting in that yard for six hours. So um, <clears throat> I wanted the ticket and the late slip for stopping in at Harrisburg. Also, I wanted it because if they tell me to take this load to Lancaster, I don't want to pull up the Lancaster of Harrisburg crap and be like, "Yeah, they just told me to be or come here and not have no no ticket because they don't look like I just came straight here," you know. Just to prove that I was there. And so others would know I wasn't the person that screwed this up. 
A ticket is always provided to a driver when they arrive at a, U a United States Postal Service facility that proves you were there. The transportation supervisor refused to give me a ticket and told me to leave. I then demanded he give me a late slip since I wanted to get paid for the time I was sitting there and waiting and waiting for them to offload me. He refused to give me that too. He was kind of rude and wouldn't explain anything to me. So again, this is uh, nine minutes long. You guys can look it up. I just wanted to give you guys a good taste of, again, we can't fill this show out or weeks of shows out with all these eyewitness testimonies and everything else. But these things matter. Here, here you have a guy who, it, really peculiar, we're taking, we're taking uh, boxes full of filled out ballots from Pennsylvania to New York, or New York to Pennsylvania. Which direction? I forget which direction it was. I'm not sure. At any rate, we're taking ballots and, and odd circumstances in terms of this guy's usual uh, methodology, how this works out, even trying to get uh, the proof that he was there, that he dropped off, all that stuff is not being allowed. Uh, really strange circumstances, these ba these ballots disappearing. Uh, you know, th this stuff matters. People need to pay attention to it. When you have numerous eyewitnesses even saying things like, look, these mysterious trucks show up without state tags uh, at four in the morning, dropping off, uh, you know, 100,000 ballots, uh, pulling ballots out of garbage cans and other things, like numerous eyewitnesses sworn affidavits saying, look, this happened. They had just appeared. They're feeding these things through. Everybody should care about that. I don't care where you're at on the spectrum, whether you're a libertarian, you're an independent, whether you are a Republican, a Democrat. Uh, everyone needs to care about integrity in elections because from a Christian perspective, God cannot lie. We are made in God's image. Lies are sin, um, and lies are destructive. And it's an absolute standard that you shall not lie. Integrity matters from the Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. And so that ought to matter to us in this whole circumstance we find ourselves in when we talk about the election and election fraud and numerous eyewitnesses. And somebody says, yeah, but every election has fraud. Every election has things that are off. And the answer is, well, yeah, we know that, of course. But this is interesting. That doesn't justify anything. It doesn't justify it. And fix it, please. Dang yeah. it. Please fix it. And the second thing is, is when someone says that, I'm like, yeah, but we're in this case, what's being alleged is a little different when you talk about like, uh, places that are forcing out observers from the other side to let us count like thousands of votes over here where you can't see what we're actually counting and there's no evidence, no trail. When you talk about uh, Dominion software and servers and you talk about all these different companies working together that are foreign companies that have servers in other foreign uh, uh, countries and you've got uh, easily accessible machines that can be hacked and... You know, these, these like, for example, like at these hearings, they're asking, these legislatures are asking Dominion to show up. Can you guys show up so we can just ask you these questions? Right. And Dominion's refusing to show up. Exactly. Why? That's exactly right. Why? I mean, if, if this is your thing, if, like, you care about the integrity of the American election and your stuff, like my, my software, it's legit, it's real, I'd be so offended. I'd be so offended if somebody was like railing against my system publicly. I'd be like, no, I'll defend myself. Right. And I'll bring my whole technical team in here to disprove what you're saying. And I'll do it on a dime quickly because this, this matters to me. My company matters to me. And you're lying about me. Uh, they're not showing up. They've been invited. They just won't come. Hopefully they eventually do. Uh, but 
you know, with the evidence that's against him, you know, and also as an American citizen, I do have to say I've got a significant issue with uh, votes for our country being tabulated and counted going out of the country. I got a problem with the company that's in charge of all of this in some of these states uh, having an office in Barbados. Right. Like, I got a real problem with that. I got a problem with any company counting votes having any connection to like Venezuela and Venezuelan elections exactly. and all those things. Did you hear, by the way, that uh, the Venezuelan voting machines? Did you guys hear the story? Uh, I'll have to look it up here. The Ven- Hold on. Uh, talk amongst yourselves because I want to get all the details right. Um, uh, I have a thing that I can just say. The okay. other night I was sitting at a table with a few friends and we came uh, – We what we decided is that it would be a really good idea for Trump to um, – build himself a White House <laughs> that looks exactly like the White House. That'd be amazing. And, but of course, he'd have to put like his name on it really big. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. It's his. That's but he should make an... I just... If he can, Mr. President, if you can, please just make um, a full, full-scale full replica of the White House and move into it. <laughs> yeah, please do. So, yeah, that'd be hilarious. So, if okay. you if you have to leave the real white old, house, that is old uh, old old story, but from the BBC, uh, Venezuela fire, thousands of voting machines burned uh, at a main warehouse near the capital. Um, most of the voting machines were held there. Almost fifty thousand voting machines and five hundred eighty-two computers used in the country's elections went up in flames. No, no. After the election, Con- uh, conveniently after the election. So. Hmm. All the voting machine, all the evidence of the everything, it's all yeah, it's just burned up. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Look, it's peculiar. It's suspicious. That's all I'm saying is it's suspicious. Can you prove anything on that point? Well, I don't know. I haven't looked into the details of their examination. I don't expect much from Venezuela, but it's all kinds of things surrounding um, these foreign countries when they have these, quote, votes. People come here from America. I've talked to people who have sat in front of my face that have, had, that that had came here as immigrants and became citizens? They said I fled a country where like uh, fraud and elections is the thing. Everyone right. knows my vote doesn't count. This is all being, uh, it's all being foisted upon us in the first place. It's all fraudulent. And they're like, and now I'm coming to this country, and my goodness, I'm terrified because now what I experienced and I fled from is taking place right here in my own country. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing because some of these these companies have direct connections to these regimes that love to defraud nations. Um, And that should matter to us. Look, I think that as a Christian, we should just have it as a rule. I'll put it out there that if you're not an American citizen, you don't get to run any voting anything um, for the, 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 the nation that I'm in. Like you should have, you should be an American citizen. You should have American interests in mind. um, And otherwise your company shouldn't be allowed to run any election, anything that seems like normal, Sort of just sort of like, yeah, we understand that. Right. You should have America's best interests in mind in order to have anything to do with any voting system here. But weirdly, that didn't happen here. We've got foreign countries with foreign interests and foreign money uh, funding uh, a voting software and system that's being implemented in our in our states to run elections. And it just so happens uh, some strange stuff is happening with those systems. Now, here's what I'm saying. Um I'm not trying to provide any proof right now except to say, like, in principle, we should never do that. Like, you should never do that. You should never allow that sort of a thing to happen because it could be corrupted. And exactly. um, 
And you don't want that sort of a thing in America. And look, I'm saying this as a Christian minister. It was Christian ministers. It was, look, it was the Christian pulpit, the sermons and the Christian pulpit that developed the founding of this nation. So I'm saying as a minister, I have a real biblical worldview issue with all this stuff going on. Exactly. And if you're a Christian, you should too. And if you're a man, you should act like a man. You should stand up and you should say something about it. Amen. Um, go ahead. Truth matters in every area of life. It's not just relegated to the church or even in our own home. So we we have a biblical responsibility to stand up for truth and principles uh, no matter where the issues may be. So. Yep. It was great having you back, Joy the Girl. Yay. Next week? Yep. Next week. Next week, everybody. Endabortionnow.com is where you guys can all go right now. Give towards our um, mission, our funding for 2021. Uh, God has been so faithful. Again, I keep saying it, but I want you to hear it. Hundreds of churches, thousands of lives saved just this year. Uh, if you keep watching Apologia uh, Studios platforms, you guys are going to see, see the stories. You're going to see the babies. If you gave over the last couple of years to End Abortion Now, we want to say thank you. And we want to tell you how grateful we are that God used your giving to make all of it possible to train the churches, to save these children's lives. And now where we're at is working on, with legislators, speaking prophetically to them to abolish, criminalize, and end abortion in the states. It's all happening right now because you partnered with us. It's not our thing here. It's our thing as the church. And you gave, and so we're grateful. And all Amen. the thousands of children who are alive today and their mommies and daddies are grateful to you, too, for giving. We need you. It's a $500,000 matching donation given by a very generous believer who has personally yes. been here and witnessed all that God's doing and seen it all. And um, he he went above and beyond. And uh, he just went above and beyond. And he gave that $500,000 matching donation. Uh, I need We need you to join us. Help us to meet it. Go to Redeem 2020. Redeem 2020. Go to that page to give there. Uh, Redeem 2020, perfect name for that website. Uh, what has to happen this year. Yeah. Redeem 2020, give there, partner with us. Uh, if you're not signed up with your church yet, go to endabortionnow.com and sign up uh, and get training and get free resources. Um, oh, I have to announce this. Oh my goodness, I hope you're still, how many people are watching live right now? Don't leave, don't leave. 534 right now watching live. Hey, don't, don't you dare click off yet. I've got to tell you something that's so important. I'm so glad I remembered to do this. January 22nd, yes, thank you. 2021. January 22nd, 2021. Something very important is happening here in Arizona, and we need you to come. I don't even care where you're from. Uh, you from California? Nevada? Texas? Oklahoma? Utah? I don't care where you're from. If you're from New York be a little good little break from new york right now come, you might want to come anyways come though. to arizona please if they let you out join us january 22nd arizona state capitol rose garden we are holding a rally uh for the abolition of abortion the criminalization of abortion in arizona alongside representative walt blackman's press conference he's going to be holding on his bill working towards the criminalization or abolition of abortion so he is going to put the bill before the press, and we're holding a rally. Come. Yep. January 22nd. We're going to be there. Put your hand in my hand. Come out with me, please. Come. We need you. We need you by the thousands. We need you by the truckloads. If you got a church, rent a bus. All right? You can rent a bus and come down. Whatever you got to do, 
Come and join us January 22nd, Arizona State Capitol, Rose Garden, 10 a.m. for the press conference, 11 a.m. is the rally. Yes. We're going to be there. Please join us. Tell your mama, your papa, tell your friends, tell your wife, tell everybody. Come to Arizona January 22nd, 2021. Well, yeah, if you are if you decide to come to another state, definitely tell your wife. Yeah. <laughs> At least tell her you're coming. If yeah. not, invite her to come with you. Yeah, I, was, I was more trying to connect it to hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah. Um, so we need, we need thousands to come for this rally to abolish abortion in Arizona. Um, we need you with us. Please make time, save some money, drive out here, come and meet with us. Uh, I'll personally put my hand in your hand and tell you how grateful I am for you. Uh, for showing up, please come. We'll have a page up, maybe even by the end of the day, um, with all the details. Yeah. So we'll be sharing that. So watch for that. Yeah. So guys, please look from the bottom of my heart. We've been asking God for this for years. It's happening now in Arizona. We're working on it happening in all other states. Our good friends in Oklahoma um, did this this past year, and it was a, it was a big thing. Listen, you need to come to Arizona. We need your help. We need all hands on deck. If you're a part of End Abortion Now and your local church is doing this, come. Bring your team. Be with us on that day. If you're in Arizona right now, you got no excuse, okay? Come. I'm giving you enough advance notice. January 22nd. Look, take off of work. Do what you got to do. Sell your shoes. I don't care what you got to do. Um, again, I'll put my hand in your hand and tell you how grateful I am for you. Just show up with us for that rally and tell everybody you know. We need thousands showing up, okay? Uh, Walt Blackman, again, is putting is putting that before the press that day. His bill to abolish abortion. We're all going to be there. Tell everybody you know, and please come show up. Be with us that day. January 22nd, Arizona State Capitol, Rose Garden, 11 a.m. for the rally. 10 a.m. is the press conference. We need you there. Do you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I think that's good for now. All right. Joy the girl. Thanks. Luke the bear. Peace out it's and great Merry to have you back. Christmas to Merry you and Christmas. Jill, Joe yes. Biden. We'll catch you guys next week right here on Apology Radio, which, by the way, we might have a very special guest next week. Yeah. Just pray, pray for that. Very, very special guest. Maybe even somebody you saw today in the episode. We're working on it. Somebody important you saw on the episode. Just pray about it. That okay? truck driver? It's the chick. It's the white chick. It's the gay lords. <laughs> I guess that's, I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to think of all the things that appeared on Apology Radio today. Chad's. 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 Hanging Chad's. We're going to have, next week we should start the show with a, 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 a total bro hanging. Oh. Like, just like, he's like, what's up? What are you doing? I'm the hanging Chad. <laughs> I'm really going to say a crow with a grudge. That's our guest. <laughs> We've had lots of things appear in the show today. Uh, pray next week, maybe a big guest. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Apologiastudios.com. As we get more, please sign up for all access. Partner with us in ministry. Catch you next week.